What's up, guys? You're listening to episode one of Bill's Cast, and uh, enjoy. So welcome to the first ever Bills cast. I am your host, Rich Kowalski from buffalodown.com, covering the Buffalo Bills. And uh, welcome. So we're going to be talking Bills for for a bit and talk about that big win against the Jaguars, win two in a row for the Buffalo Bills. So big deal. You know, uh, Bills kind of looking down and out in that first half and really came out strong in the beginning of the second half. So looking at 6-5 and five right now, facing a, a really good Oakland team, and it's going to be one of the toughest games of the season next week. I mean, besides of besides that New England Patriots game at home, I think this is by far uh, the Bills' toughest opponent on the schedule this year. You know, Oakland came out of nowhere. No one really expected them to progress this quickly, especially Derek Carr and Amari Cooper, Tavis Murray, and Michael Crabtree doing great for them, and. Uh, no one really expected that to happen, so it'll be interesting. You haven't seen a Bills-Oakland Raiders game in a while. That's been necessarily two teams in the hunt for the playoffs. I mean, Oakland, of course, being uh, the better team right now with a better record leading that division. But uh, it'll be a great game. It'll be, uh, be an interesting 4 o'clock matchup in Oakland. And Derek Carr injured his thumb a little bit. So uh, we're going to see if, if maybe that's going to affect him. Maybe that's not. Who knows? But... Uh, Let's get back to the Bills-Jaguars game. Bills won 28-21 to against the Jaguars, a 2-8 and team coming into the game. And really the first half was just abysmal for the Bills, save that last possession with the McCoy touchdown. They just couldn't get much going. They uh, The offensive line really didn't seem to be getting many holes up front for LaShawn McCoy to run through. It didn't seem like he was able to do the things that LaShawn McCoy has done in the past. Uh, we also saw Tyrod Taylor, a lot of pressure on him, a lot of a lot of sacks. We didn't see the Bills, you know, maneuver in the pocket in the backfield as much as we have in the past. And kudos to Jacksonville. They did a great job pressuring us. They did a great job getting to Tyrod, getting to our weak spots, and making him become a quarterback. And at the end of the day, that's what we want Tyrod to do. We want him to be a quarterback. As much as we don't think he may be a passing quarterback, he's going to have to. He's going to progress and become a, also a throwing quarterback, throwing it more than 25 times a game. Uh, and, and you could see, I mean, you might not have been able to see it as much this year with Sammy Watkins out. Our number one receiver is out. And everyone starts saying Tyrod needs to throw the ball better. He needs to do this. But you look at the weapons he has. Uh, he had he had Robert Woods as his number one receiver the majority of the season, a guy that hasn't stepped into that role for a while and may not be fit for that role. He's a smaller guy. He He's not the Sammy Watkins guy that you, you're going to be able to have burn people deep down the field. And uh, without those weapons, it's difficult to have a great passing offense. But uh, I digress. Let's throw some uh, statistics out there from that game. LaShawn McCoy. You know, 19 carries, 103 yards. I mean, the vast majority of those came in the second half and on that 75-yard run. But that's LaShawn McCoy that we kind of expected getting in that trade. We expected a guy that's explosive, expected a guy that's going to make big plays, 
to to get you back in the game or, or to get you in a good situation. And that's a great job for him. You know, 103 yards, two touchdowns. That's great. That's what you expect out of a guy that is considered one of the top running backs in the NFL. And Tyrod did it great on his legs too that game. 38 yards, one touchdown with a little scramble. And he's looking good. It, it, it's unfortunate that a lot of times he's had to scramble. It's because these, especially against Jacksonville, Jacksonville was getting to him early. They were making him throw the ball. And not something that Tyrod is necessarily used to. You saw the offensive line the last few games looking great against the the defense, and they were giving him a pocket. They were giving him time to throw, and, and sometimes he wasn't making the throws, but it seemed like this week they were getting to him early and often. Uh, a lot of sacks, it seemed like, for the Jacksonville defense. They had a total of, I believe, four sacks, and you know, that's not necessarily something that the Bills are used to doing. They're not used to giving up that many sacks this year. Uh, Tyrod definitely gets pressured a lot, and he's definitely scrambling, but he's not getting sacked as much as one would expect. So uh, let's move on to some high points for their offense. You know, we got Sammy Watkins back. He looked great. He had, uh, I believe it was 80 yards long of the 62, that pass. He he, uh, also drew a defensive pass interference call. That's great. That's what you get when you put Sammy Watkins in the game. You're going to have more guys and more attention on him, and other guys are going to be open. And unfortunately, uh, against the Jaguars, there weren't many other guys open. There weren't many other times where Tyrod was hitting people open. He only completed 12 of 18. He didn't really pass the ball much. The Bills didn't honestly have the ball on offense that much at all. But definitely one of the highs was Sammy Watkins coming back off that foot injury, looking good, looking definitely a little uh, slower than we're used to. But he's, as Anthony Lynn put it during the week, he's 75% doesn't necessarily look like he's in the greatest condition as he was earlier in the year because, you know, not being able to run on that foot with an injury. Uh, but but it's good to have him back. It's good to have him back in the offense and able to uh, contribute for us. But uh, a big big low on the offense, a big uh, negative I saw during that game was just the, the offensive line seemed inconsistent. They seemed like they were getting beat on plays that they weren't normally getting beat on, especially on the run game. You saw the whole first half, I believe, LeSean McCoy had five yards. That's definitely not something he's used to. Definitely not something we're used to as fans. And especially the first play of the second half, the 75 yards for a touchdown, you know, uh, that's a big deal. That's that's something that really sparked the Bills' offense and continued to help them score in the second half. If you don't have that touchdown, you might not win that game. And the biggest thing in the NFL is momentum. Momentum, momentum, momentum. And that play really, you know, started the second half off in a way where, okay, the Bills are back in this and they're ready to they're ready to uh, play the game. Uh, let's go back over to the defense, though. The defense in that game seemed a little abysmal. Uh, you know, you have a defense where they let up the first Jaguars' first possession touchdown of the season. Jaguars hadn't done that all year. They hadn't gone down on their first drive and scored yet. And, you know, to to let that happen is definitely a little blow to the defense considering, you know, weeks before we were thinking they're they're stepping it up. They're being one of the best defenses in the NFL and to have that happen isn't good. You know, the Bills in the red zone in the last 5 weeks are last in the NFL in terms of touchdowns allowed. They've allowed 11 of the last 12 red zone possessions, they've allowed touchdowns. That's not good. When you go before that, they were 
top five in the league and in red zone percentage, and that's something they've got to work on. And it's something that they're they're you know it seems like they're almost still learning, but it's it's good. it's coming up on week twelve. You need to get these things back to where they were. And uh, another big statistic that I was reading yesterday was that the Bills actually set an NFL record for least amount of turnovers through eleven games with seven. You know, we're so used to seeing interceptions, fumbles, all these things that are considered billsy uh, that we see all the time that, you know, raise our blood pressure, stress us out. We're, we're not really seeing those as much. And granted, you could say uh, Tyrod Taylor isn't throwing the ball as much. Tyrod Taylor isn't throwing the ball deep. You know, that's why there's less interceptions. There's, you know, there's uh, fewer fumbles. But, you know, it's a, it's a definitely a positive in the offense when statistics are somewhat down with passing we we see that there's less turnovers and that's great and that that really proves that Tyrod is progressing and he's he is growing a little bit so let's look at the rest of the Bills schedule this year and and really take a a deeper look at what we could possibly have happen you know in in my mind obviously I mean, this would be in a perfect world. The Bills went out. They went out, and they have the best chance of making the playoffs with that. But you can't expect that out of the Bills. You have five games remaining against, you know, considerably three of those teams are fighting for the playoffs. You have Oakland, Pittsburgh, and Miami. And but all three of those teams are playing great. All three of those teams are really, uh, they, have, they all won last week. The Raiders are looking phenomenal. Uh, the Dolphins have won six in a row. Probably, you know, they've faced some some uh, easy opponents in that. Granted, the Bills were one of those, but down the stretch, they need to they need to really win out in order to give themselves the best shot. It'll definitely be difficult, but I think they they have a chance of doing it. You know, Oakland is is looking good, but they they've been flawed at times. They don't necessarily seem like they have it all together. They have a, a young quarterback, young receiver, young running back, and their defense isn't necessarily playing the best football that they've played in the past. I mean, you see last night they played they played Carolina and, and the team that is, you know, three, four wins, whatever they are, they're, they're not the Carolina Panthers of the past. And Oakland somewhat played down to their level. And, uh, you know, I honestly think the Bills could beat Oakland this week. I don't know if it will happen. You know, we got to have a uh, somewhat, you know, may, I might have the rose-colored glasses on, but I think that they could definitely beat Oakland. Oakland is beatable. Um, they're not the the monster that we necessarily think they are leading the AFC, but you know, they they have the record to show it. But I really think that that the Bills could beat them this week, and if they put it together, if they're able to have the offensive line consistent for the entire game, if they're able to have plays down the stretch that are, you know preserving the lead or able to close out games. And it was something that the Bills definitely did well against uh, the Jaguars. I mean, necessarily, they were, they're on 2-9 team now, but they were able to close it out. They were able to get that third down run from LaShawn McCoy, the little little pitch by Tyrod, to get that, that game secured. And it was something we didn't necessarily see against Cincinnati. The Bills had multiple times to close that game out, multiple, multiple times. And they... They couldn't close it out, and I mean, they, we eventually won the game, but there were times where Cincinnati could have easily gotten back into that game and easily could have tied it. We just 
we they did a good job last week of closing it out. And that's something that they really need to do if they want to beat Oakland. They need to be disciplined. They need to play great on both sides of the ball. So moving on to after we travel out to Oakland, the Bills will face the uh, Pittsburgh Steelers at home. And Pittsburgh Steelers, same record as the Buffalo Bills, same essentially the same spot in the hunt. The Steelers are, are uh, one notch ahead of the Bills due to uh, the conference record. But it's a big game, you know, these big games down the stretch that we haven't seen the Bills play well in, in the past. And it, they need to essentially win out to have a shot because both the teams right now at the wild card, the Chiefs are 8-3 and three and the Dolphins are 7-4. and four. Both teams are very hot right now. I could see the Dolphins potentially dropping out. You know, they might not be the best team in the AFC in the playoffs, but they're they're hanging in there. Um, and then after the Steelers game, you know, the Bills stay at home. They play the Cleveland Browns. And that is, you know, people might consider that at the time. They might consider that a trap game with Miami coming the week after at home, a bigger game, a bigger divisional game, a game that means more in terms of playoff standings potentially. And I, I don't see the Bills necessarily losing that game. Uh, Tannehill has done quite pathetic at Ralph Wilson Stadium or New Era Field now. And I don't think that necessarily changes. The Bills are second in the league in sacks. They're they're really getting to the quarterback, it seems, a lot. The last time they played the Dolphins, they didn't get much pressure on Tannehill. And I think they could make some adjustments and potentially win that game to wrap up the schedule at home. And last week of the season, can't really draw it up better. Uh, Rex Ryan coming back to New York for the last week of the year against the Jets. And, I mean, I did my projections earlier in the year before the season started, and I said that this would be the game where the Bills unfortunately lose to end of the season. And and this could mean no playoffs for 17 straight years. And it's possible, you know, think about the Bills in the past and how they've had situations end of the year where they need to win against not necessarily great teams, and they can't do it. And... Uh, you know, Jets played great against the New England Patriots last night. New England had to really scramble to win that game at the end. But, I, uh, I you know, we don't really know what's going to happen. But first things first, the Bills need to take care of business in Oakland. And they need to go out there. It's a 4 o'clock matchup. It's going to be the only CBS late game of the day. So who knows what the uh, national audience might be. But they really need to handle that game first and, and not get too far ahead of themselves. So, uh you know, this wraps it up for my first ever Bills cast. Uh, hope you enjoyed it, and feel free to share or, or you know, leave your review or comments uh, about it. But I really enjoyed it, uh, and I'll see you guys next week.